RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's Daily Star Trek News is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Allison Pitt and today is Monday, May 6th, 2019. Coming up on today's show, Leonard Nimoy's widow says he wanted to die with dignity. The Orville executive producer David A. Goodman says canon is why Star Trek survived. And CBS is planning to blow some serious cash this year. All this and more coming up next. Leonard Nimoy, Spock in the original series, passed away on February 27th, 2015. In a new interview with Inside Edition, his widow, Susan Nimoy, talked about what it was like at the end. Leonard Nimoy suffered from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, which eventually led to his death. Susan Nimoy said of the disease, You cannot catch your breath. He couldn't go out. For him to go from the parking lot to the movie theater, forget it. She went on to say that Leonard believed in dying with dignity and explained that he told her when it was time. She said, He didn't want to be confined to a wheelchair and not able to breathe. They keep adding a little more morphine over the period. He was in such a compromised situation that it did not take long. Susan Nimoy is currently appearing in the Tips from Former Smokers campaign by the Centers for Disease Control, talking about his illness and how it affected their lives. For many Star Trek fans, the Orville is swiftly becoming a Star Trek The Next Generation, The Next Generation. And it's no wonder, with many of Star Trek's legacy production staff moving over to work on the hit sci-fi dramedy by Seth MacFarlane. The Orville executive producer David A. Goodman is one such person, He was a consulting producer on Star Trek Enterprise, and he recently sat down with TrekMovie.com to discuss the future of the series. In the interview, Goodman addressed the episodic nature of the Orville, saying, We feel like you could start watching this show with any episode. You don't have to go back to the beginning. If you do, you will see stuff in there as you watch all the way through, but if you just turned on an episode, our goal is to make sure people who are new aren't confused. And that is a more traditional way to do a show, and it works for us. He also addressed parallels with existing episodes of Star Trek, saying, For us, we are all science fiction fans. We consume it all. So the Kelly double story in the finale is similar in some ways to a next-gen episode, but it is similar to a lot of sci-fi episodes. So we are inspired by everything that we have watched and read, but we definitely always see it through the lens of our own show. Goodman also talked about the C-word, canon, and how it affects discussions in the writer's room, or not. According to Goodman, the first time he used the word canon in the context of the Orville was when they started talking about the upcoming comic series by Dark Horse Comics. 
However, he does have respect for canon and says that the Orville writers do pay attention to what they have done before. He also drew a parallel again back to Star Trek, saying, With Star Trek, I feel the reason it survived and had such an attraction to fans is that even though the episodes were standalone, they were making sure each episode fit in the universe. Warp speed was consistent in every episode. The Federation and Starfleet Command were consistent. There was a way in which this world exists. That is the same thing in Buffy and Firefly and Game of Thrones and any of the shows with huge fan bases in a fantasy world. Is the way that feels like this world exists and that the creators are respecting the audience's memory. The Orville Seasons 1 and 2 are available to stream now on Fox and Hulu. Following the strong performance of CBS's streaming service, CBS All Access, in their quarterly earnings, CBS is gearing up to spend some serious cash on content and services in the coming year. A piece from Variety last week highlights CBS's plan to build on the successes of the first part of this year and invest strategically in anticipation of market upheaval in the near term. Quoting the piece, CBS Corporation will spend more than $8 billion on content this year as it looks to bolster its pipeline of programs for in-house platforms and outside buyers. Joey Anello, CBS president and acting CEO, said the Eye is committed to investing more in content amid the swings of the pay TV market and the arrival of new contenders with deep pockets, such as Apple. That spend is expected to consist of a combination of original content like Star Trek Discovery, plus sports rights and buying in rights from outside suppliers to run on CBS and Showtime. Ianello also said that CBS would look at selling properties to third parties on a case-by-case basis, like the new Star Trek animated series that they recently agreed to carry on Nickelodeon. More news in a moment, but first, a word from me. I believe that Star Trek is for everyone. Now, it's easy for me to say that because I've been bringing you Star Trek news for almost four years over on my sister show, Priority One. But I really believe it. Not only do I think that every episode is someone's favorite, I also think that we all have something to learn from the moral examinations and the sciency excitement that Star Trek brings to our big and small screens. And you can help me bring Star Trek to more people by supporting this show. Just $1 a month will help me cover my production costs so I can concentrate on bringing you more of the Star Trek news you need to know about. To find out more, please head over to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. The woman who brought the Picard show to Southern California is leaving her post. Deadline reported late last week that California's film commissioner, Amy Lemish, will be leaving her post on May 10th. Lemish is the executive director of the California Film Commission, or CFC, which hands out $330 million in annual tax credits to TV and film projects, including the currently filming Star Trek series starring Patrick Stewart as an aging Jean-Luc Picard. 
that Lemish is leaving her post does not come as a surprise to Deadline. The film commissioner is appointed by the governor, and Governor Gavin Newsom just took office in January. From the piece... A big supporter of the state's revamped tax incentives program, this is actually Newsom's first direct move regarding the program and the CFC since taking office in January. No word on who he has in mind to run the film commission or fill other top spots. The next round of TV applications are due to the CFC in late May, with allocations to be announced in late June or early July. Film applications are due in late June, with allocations to be announced in August. So listen, have you ever heard the old adage about buses? That you wait for one for ages, and then two turn up at the same time? Well, today, I want you to picture that, but with cats dressed as Star Trek characters instead of buses. So remember last week when I brought you news of a collection of Star Trek cats available from the Bradford Exchange? Well, Sci-Fi Wire brought us a story over the weekend about a new line of Star Trek cats available from Chronicle Collectibles and artist Jenny Parks. Parks is the artist behind the book Star Trek Cats and its sequel, Star Trek The Next Generation Cats. Her art is also featured on calendars, enamel pins, and t-shirts, and she's a frequent vendor at Star Trek conventions. The Star Trek Cats collection from Chronicle Collectibles features your favorite Star Trek characters reimagined as cats with props to match. For instance, Sci-Fi Wire describes Spock Cat thusly. With signature pointy ears, Spock Cat is highly logical and most likely will not react to your pitiful human attempts at internet humor. He sits proudly at six inches tall while flashing his trademark Vulcan salute and carrying his trusty tricorder. He comes comfortably resting on a slick transporter base adorned with the classic Star Trek logo. The Star Trek Cats collection is available for pre-order from Chronicle Collectibles for $39.99 each and is expected to ship later this year. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at daily Star Trek or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at daily Trek news. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.